Hi, I'm Life Coach Mama, a life coach for moms who want to find more joy and more peace in their marriage and in their parenting. My husband and I have eight kids. We love having a big family and often hear the phrase, you've got your hands full. Come and join me as I interview moms of all ages and in all stages from around the world. Be encouraged, find inspiration and confidence that you can handle another kid. And if this is a topic that interests you, please check out my book, Have Another Kid Without Losing It. Available for purchase today on Amazon by Lauren Laboda. Welcome back, friends. Today I have a good friend here and so happy to share her story with you today. My friend Bernadette, go way back, 16 years, we figured out, and uh, she is a daughter of a big family, and she's willing to come on the show today and tell some fun stories that I've been blessed to hear throughout the years. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and then we'll go from there. So welcome, Thanks, Bernadette. Lauren. So I'm Bernadette Bogeski and I work at AM 1260 The Rock, Cleveland's Catholic Radio. And I am a native Clevelander and I am the baby of seven. The baby of seven. Five boys first and then two girls. And she's too humble. Uh, she is the director in charge of the radio okay. station. So I'm a little nervous today because I got to get the radio voice and radio lingo. Thank God this is not live. So I can edit. edit. (laughs) So Bernadette and I were together working at St. Martin de Porres. I was a Spanish teacher. She was doing all the fundraising in Cleveland. And now, as she said, she's running a radio show. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk? Yeah. And you used to tell me stories about your family. I thought they were so cute, but I was like, whatever. I was single. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> had met Mark when I was teaching and we had a quick engagement, got married and all these kids later and Bernadette thankfully is willing to still hang out with me. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, as my mother used to say, if you waited till you could afford him, you'd never have him. Amen. So Amen. um so there were seven of us in fourteen years. Yeah. So my oldest brother was fourteen years older than I am, so we used to joke that he was the alpha and I was the omega. <laughs> Catholic big family humor, right? <laughs> so we were the litany of saints. Francis, Michael, Richard, Paul, Philip, James, Jerome, Joseph, Michael, Anthony, Mary, Agnes, and Bernadette Anne. We pretty what? much got everybody in there. You did that so fast. No. You my, get an award. That's because my mother used to do it when she was mad. Michael, I mean Mary, I mean Philip. <laughs> she couldn't get which one she wanted to be mad at. So. Oh, man. So you grew up in Cleveland. Grew up in Cleveland. Yeah. On the southeast side. Mm-hmm. Pretty tough neighborhood. Yeah. Moved to Garfield Heights when I was 10. Mm, which is where my husband grew right, up. Exactly. And then my mom also lived there. Oh, right. And okay. my grandparents were there up until I was an adult. They moved out of Garfield Heights, but they were... They were the St. Monica crowd. They were the St. Monica. Were you St. Peter and Paul? Near St. Peter and Paul, but I went to St. Therese. Yeah. And then I went to Lumen Cordy. I'm an all-girls Catholic. Yeah, right. My brothers, well, my oldest brother, the priest, went to Cathedral Latin. Okay. And then the other four went to Holy Name. Okay. And then when my sister, who's two years older than me, Mm -hmm. was ready to go to high school, Holy Name was going to be moving. Nobody knew where. Mm. My mother never drove. My dad worked second shift, mm-hmm. so my mom was concerned about transportation, and sure. so my sister applied at Lumen Cordium, 
And of course, the second kid's cheaper. So I was going to Lumen Court. Yeah. So, oh, wow. 14 years. Wow. She had all seven. Years. Yeah. Man. And so you're the baby. I'm the baby. Mm. Yeah. And I know if, if you're paying attention, people, you heard the names. So they're mostly boys. But yes. I don't know if they Five caught boys. that. Yeah. So when my mother had the fifth boy. Mm-hmm. And because he always would remind her, you know, <laughs> back then you, they put you out and yeah. delivered and sure. they came to her and said, do you want to see your son? And she said, I got four at home. I know what they look like. <laughs> so of course he always reminded her that you didn't want to see me. Yeah. Now then at the sixth child, it was a girl. So my mother's mother, my grandmother, who died when I was one, so I never got to know her. Aww. I guess she was a character too. <laughs> but um, my dad was a real jokester. Mm. So my dad calls the house and says, Agnes had the baby. Everybody's healthy. He's not telling her it's a girl. <gasps> like he waits, he puts it off <sighs> to the very end just because that's that was my That dad. was him. That was my dad. Yeah. And then my sister says, that they had me, she said, well, they had me and then they had to have the good daughter. So they had you. <laughs> she, she was, she was a little bit more of a rebel as a teenager. When I was, so. Yeah. You were the good one. I was the baby. the baby could do no wrong. They all said I was spoiled. Well, but I don't think it's true. I just no. think they were tired. Mm -mm. You know, by the seventh kid, it's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, they've been through it. They knew yeah. I wasn't going to break. Right. So I did get away with more. Sure. Than the others did because naturally they That's, retired and right. they went through six. And... I totally get that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're resourceful when you're the youngest. And you are. You're... You are a lot. Of course, I used to annoy yeah. my brothers because I would always ask, why? Why? Mm -hmm. I mean, baseball questions, football questions. I just wanted to know. Yeah. Which maybe is what, what drove me to be a journalism major. Because yeah. You learned a lot. I just kept asking questions. Asking why. But, yeah. And the youngest is always, my youngest is like, well, the baby, not so much, but my youngest daughter is just so resourceful. It's quiet. She doesn't really have to say much because you know, everyone's speaking for her. Sure. Did you feel like that? Like a lot? Oh, of, no. I oh, was yeah. talking for what yeah. they were. <laughs> they could never shut me up. I was the opposite. And I'm still that way, probably. But, no, no. It's good to be talking. But there are some funny stories growing up in a big family. I, one that was great. Yeah. So my mother was active in the PTU. The sure. Catholic school was PTU, right? right? So she goes to her PTU meeting the one night. And so I get sent to bed at like eight o'clock. I must have been first grade. Yeah. About 8.30, my sister is only two years older than me. Mm -hmm. And one of my brothers decide they're going to have some fun. They wake me up. They tell me it's morning. Oh. They make me get dressed in my uniform. Stop. Where's, where's mom? Oh, she's she's busy. She'll, she'll be back in a little bit. You need to get dressed and, and eat breakfast. You got to get ready for school. I'm not tired because I just went to bed. I was mad. And then my mother came. You kids, what's wrong with you? That's so mean. It is mean. But it's kind of funny. And then, of course. Did you get back? Did you get payback? Um, no. Yeah, you couldn't really you don't get the payback when you're the youngest. Yeah, you just can't. Right. You, know, you can't fight that. But, that is rough. But you know, we had typical Catholic big family growing up. Some yeah. pretended to play priest and yeah. use cereal for communion. Right. One kid didn't like the cereal that the, the one was using, yeah. so he got mad, and then dad got up from his chair because he got mad. So. <laughs> you know, one time I remember 
we, my parents were going out first Sunday drive. We had a back porch okay, on the second floor. Mm-hmm. So there were no steps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were on the back porch, you were on the back, and it was off my brother's bedroom. Yeah. Well, the one time we had, my sister thought she'd be funny and locked the screen door. And then my, it was Sunday afternoon and my parents said, girls, we're going for a ride. And we laughed. And my two brothers were locked up on the front porch all afternoon. <laughs> so when we got home, my sister, as far as she could stretch her arms, unlocked that door and ran down the steps. <laughs> they were right behind. <laughs> oh, I love it. But um, it's good that there was always so much life, you know. Oh, there was. There yeah, was life, and laughter. And there was fun. And, you know, there's memories of playing Monopoly and somebody getting mad and upending the board, and, <laughs> you know, because they weren't winning. Um, a couple of us were more competitive than others. Yeah, sure. So the ones that weren't competitive didn't really want to play with us because <laughs> they knew we were competitive. You had your own. They just wanted to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> the competitive uh, group go over there. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it was good. And it was... It was funny because, you know, so many, so many households only have two kids now. Right. And my father developed dementia Mm. when he was, I want to say right around 70. Mm. And he died at 77, shortly before my husband and I got married. Mm. And my mom, my mom said, what would I do without you kids? Oh. Because... Like I would take her to doctor's appointments or my sister would, or we'd go grocery shopping. And one mm. brother was handy. So he would fix things. Another brother mm. would cut the grass. Mm. Um, another brother would take care of some legal stuff mm-hmm. because the two oldest, my one brother died before my dad got right as my dad was getting sick. Mm. And my next brother moved out of state mm. for college and never came home. Mm. And I said, now you know why you had sex. Mm. He said, we're all here to help you. Yeah. It's, isn't it a blessing that you have these children? Mm-hmm. Not that that's the reason you should have a lot of children. Well, of course, but, that's the reason, but yeah, the but it's, blessing from it. It's a blessing. And, and the one thing that I really, really feel, feel blessed about is when we had to sell the house, when my brother died. Mm. I mean, any we've never had any big divisions mm, where great. anybody wasn't talking to anybody for mm-hmm. a long periods or, mm-hmm. you know, I haven't seen that one in 10 years or this mm-hmm. one can't be sitting at this one's table at a wedding. Mm-hmm. We've never had any of that. We've just always been able to, and I think a lot of that is a testament to how our parents raised us in the faith. I mean, we mm-hmm. all went to Catholic grade school. We all went to Catholic high school. Mm-hmm. So another funny story. So all my brothers went to Catholic college. Yeah. Of course, one was in the seminary. But right. we had Boston College, John Carroll, Steubenville, Dayton, John Carroll. Okay. My sister decided to get a civil service job right out of high school. Mm-hmm. So she she did go back and get her degree later, but while she was working. So I come along, and I'm going to college, you know. Right. And I wanted to study journalism. All the president's men came out. I wanted to be a White House press secretary or investigative <laughs> reporter. Right? You would have been good at that, though. Okay. So, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. So look, I'm on Catholic radio. Who yeah, knows, right. right? <laughs> so we're sitting at the table the one night, and my father looks at me and he says, "Well, you know, you can't get married and you can't go to college. You're going to have to choose." I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> okay. So then the big issue was where am I going? Okay. 
So I had offers from Xavier in Cincinnati mm-hmm. and Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. And Bowling Green's a state school. Xavier's Catholic. Of course. And but it's four hours away. Mm-hmm. And of course my mother was like, Well, can't you go to Ursula to Notre Dame? And of course I was like, I've just been four years with all girls. I'm done. Right. That's not happening. Mm-hmm. And, and it was good for me to go away because I was pretty sheltered. I didn't even want to spend the night at my great aunt's house. I mean, I really yeah. didn't. Yeah. So I needed, I needed to the do The baby that, right? needed to it was really good fly the coop. <laughs> right, right. So then my mother's like, I don't know about Bowling Green. You're going to lose your religion. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't. No, look where I am, right? Yeah. So she was all worried that I was going to lose my faith. Yeah. And I mean, not that I didn't do a lot of the things kids do when they go first off to college, right. you know, and we all did. And, right. But I never stopped going to mass mm. even through college. Even if I was at a party the night before I was at mass on Sunday. So cool. And I'm, I, I'm grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe having a brother or priest was some of that. Sure. You know, yeah. um, and he and I, it's funny because we weren't close. I mean, by the time I was born, he was 14. Mm-hmm. And so by the time I was four and knew what was going on, he was a Borromeo. He was in the mm. seminary. But we got to be extremely close mm. when I was in college. And then I came back. I got a job with a publishing company. And he was he was in charge of PSR at his parish. And he mm. said, hey, Bern, I need a PSR teacher. Mm. Like, well, I'm not a teacher. Yeah, you can do this. It's fine. <laughs> so I went and I was I assisted. And, um, and he and I, through that, got to be extremely close, mm. which I'm very grateful for. And I think back about it, he had spinal meningitis when he was nine, mm. was in a coma for three days. He was anointed. Oh. Oh. They didn't think he was going to live. Oh, God. If he had died, then I never would have met him oh. because we were 14 years apart. Mm. And it was shortly after that, I think, that he knew he had a call to become a priest. Mm. He didn't date in high school. He, I think he knew early on mm. that he had that vocation. But and it, did all of you know? Or did, when did, well, you were so young. I did, didn't know. By the time, time, yeah, by the time I was four, he was going to the seminary. So I guess, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know if my other brothers knew. That's a good question. Uh-huh. But, but not um, surprised, do you think? No. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Um. And but to a, you, he was always the priest by the time you me, knew what was going was, on. Right. Mm-hmm. And what a blessing that was. I mean, to have a brother or priest in the family. Mm-hmm. I love the story you told me about him hearing your confession. Obviously, oh. we can't talk about your confession. Oh, but. right. Where he just sat there with his cigarette and said, how many times? <laughs> Took the puff of the cigarette. Yeah. Great. <laughs> in your bedroom? Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Let's Let me go. get my smokes. Yeah. Let's go. Um <laughs> But we had so many good, I mean, there's so many good stories. I know the one year mm. he was trying to teach me patience. So he told me to, oh. I had to, for Lent, I had to wait 24 hours to open my mail. Mm. So whatever mail came on Wednesday, I couldn't open until Thursday. Was that hard? Oh, terribly. That would be yeah. And you get a handwritten note or an invitation from somebody, you can't open it. Right. You know? But it was good. Yeah. Because I realized, you know, the world will not end if that waits. It's not. Wow. That's awesome. awesome. It was it was a really good exercise. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to think about that for like email or text. Or yes. Something. Like you just want to check it. Yeah. And you don't need to. You don't need to. Okay. I, I know. Well, one year I did no Facebook after eight o'clock mm. for what? Mm-hmm. Which was really good mm-hmm. because forced, it, not forced me to be with my husband, but forced me to focus <laughs> on 
on my husband, right? Instead of on the screen. And it, but it was a good lesson in there's really nothing that important that will wait. Right. You know, and the people in front of you are the most important. And I, right. I will say the one thing we always had Sunday dinner. Mm. My yeah. mother was one of six. She mm. was the oldest. Mm -hmm. And when she was a young girl, she told us this story. I, they were going to have watermelon for dessert, which she loved. Mm. But I forget what her mother made for dinner that she didn't like. Okay. And she wouldn't eat it. Mm -hmm. So she didn't get watermelon. And she swore she would never make her kids eat anything that they had tried and didn't like. Wow. Now that's hard with seven kids. <laughs> now she had one that didn't like fish, one mm -hmm. that didn't like peas, mm -hmm. one that didn't like stuffed cabbage. So she had all these different things, mm -hmm. but she would, she was so savvy. Um, she would plan if we had meatloaf on Monday, She'd save meatloaf for Jerry because he didn't like stuffed cabbage. And then we'd have stuffed cabbage on Tuesday and he'd have the leftover meatloaf. And then my father wouldn't eat chicken, eggs, or turkey. No fowl. So every Thanksgiving, she had to make him something separate. Oh. So she said, if I have to do that for your father, I can't not do that for my kids. Wow. So she was really. Good planning skills. She, like she I can't did. even. And on a budget because my dad yeah. was a machinist. Sure. He got laid off a lot. Mm. My mom. Did go back to work once I was in school. She worked at Higby's downtown mm -hmm. for years yeah. until I became, till my sister graduated high school and I was a junior. Then she quit. Uh -huh. She only had one in school anymore. Mm -hmm. And then she was okay. home. But we learned. Wow. Catholic school, home. nine people. Yeah. We learned to come home and how to make a meatloaf or how to put the dinner in the oven and get ready. Mm -hmm. it, and she'd come home from work off the bus and then mm -hmm. we'd eat. I mean, we Mm -hmm. You know, she's to be resourceful and mm -hmm. take care of ourselves. My mom was a great lady, but mm -hmm. she, she was she was smart and she was funny, and my dad was funny. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a story. So my mother, we're Slovak, hundred mm -hmm. percent. So Easter, there was all kinds of traditional stuff. Oh, sure. So she would make horseradish with beets. She'd oh, grind her own beets. She'd grind her own horseradish. She would make it. Mm. Well, the one Easter. She decided to do her cleaning on Friday and her cooking on Saturday. So she put up these beautiful, fresh white curtains in the kitchen. Mm. On Saturday, she attached to the table her hand grinder. If oh, you no. ever saw one of those, those oh. old-fashioned steel grinders, uh -huh. and you put your beets in the top. So we're all working there, and she made nut rolls. and So she's grinding her beets. And they splatter all over the clean white curtain. Oh, She's screaming. And my father looks at us kids and said, run. <laughs> he said, just run. Just run. Because <laughs> he knew she was going to be a basket case mad, not crying. Yeah. So she probably did cry, but she was mad. Yeah. Get out of here. Get my curtains. I just put clothes up. You know, because oh. it's hard. You know, you get... You have seven kids to manage yeah. to get clean curtains up on a window in a holiday week. Holidays yeah. were always that Christmas Eve and Holy Saturday were always tough days because there was just a lot, a lot. And then it was, you know, we were expected to go dust and vacuum and clean rooms and, mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I'll never remember. I can one. feel her pain. Oh my gosh. The one Saturday night she had just scrubbed the kitchen floor. And we were watching Carol Burnett. Saturday night was you take your bath, you get your your hair and sponge rollers, and you watch Carol Burnett, right? That was mm -hmm. the routine. Yeah. I didn't feel good. 
I walked to the doorway between the dining room and the kitchen. I said, Mom, I don't feel good. And then I proceeded to throw up on yeah. the clean floor. Oh. And it wasn't like, oh, honey, I'm sorry you're sick. It my floor. How many times has that happened? Like the <laughs> dog got sick for us or yeah. a kid. Or we just finished something like cleaning the van, our big van, and then some mess. And but you're like, all, oh. We had a great sense of humor. Yeah. we knew, My father. So my father sat in the attic one night. So there was a pony wall at the top of the stairs. Okay. And my brother slept in the, three of my brothers slept in the attic. Mm -hmm. So my dad's sitting up there in the dark on the other side of the pony wall. He loosened the light bulb at the top of the stairs. So my brother comes home and he can't turn the light on. So he's walking up the stairs. And just as he gets to the top of the stairs, my dad reaches his hand over in the dark and just brushes the top of his hair. So my brother runs down the steps screaming. My dad's up there laughing. <laughs> you know, that's the kind of house we grew up in. They, that's fun. You know, yeah. It Didn't was, take it yeah. too seriously. No, no. It was fun. I so, love that. Yeah, we had some great stories. And did your dad come from a big family? You said your mom was one my of six. My dad was, was one of six. So mm -hmm. his mother, his parents were married. They had his oldest sister. Mm-hmm. And then his mother got pregnant again. And then she went back to Slovakia mm. with his oldest sister pregnant. And then the war, World War I broke out. Oh. And she was stuck over there. Wow. So there was a bit of a gap. And then the baby she was pregnant with, she lost. Mm. And then when she was able to come back, then she had the rest. So she had my dad, his two brothers, mm. and then the baby sister. Okay. I was close of all of them. The one I knew best was my, my mother's father who lived to be 90. Mm -hmm. And um, so I was, a I was my second year of college when he died and he lived mm -hmm. with my mom's sister. Okay. Went to mass every day till he couldn't walk anymore. Mm -hmm. um, great man. He called a car machine. He'd ask my brother, how's your machine? <laughs> Love to listen to the Slovak radio program. Oh, of course. Um, my brothers knew him better mm -hmm. because he was older by the time I came along. Mm -hmm. And then my mom's mother died when I was one, and she was young when she died. In fact, mm. my mother was walking home, one of my brothers from kindergarten, mm -hmm. and another brother ran down the street and said, of course, you know, little kids don't know any better. He's yelling, Grandma died, Grandma died. Well, yes. she's thinking it's my dad's mother because she was older. Sure. But her mother had gone to take a nap and never woke up. Oh. So and that, she lived with you or she was she nearby? She lived two doors down. So oh, okay. there was a two-house lot mm -hmm. on Anderson. Mm -hmm. So the front house was my grandparents. And okay. then the back house was rented. But then when my mom and dad got married, they lived in the back house. Sure. Then they had too many kids for the back house. Mm -hmm. So they bought a house three doors down the street, mm -hmm. which is where the house I remember. They moved mm -hmm. there when I was one. And that's when my, my grandmother Mm -hmm. So you had your grandparents around more or less. And what about aunts and uncles? Yeah, lots of aunts and uncles. I mm -hmm. have one remain. Well, I have a, my dad's brother's wife is in her 90s. She's still mm -hmm. living. Mm -hmm. My mother's baby brother, mm -hmm. for whom I was a flower girl when I was four, Aww. lives in Medina with his wife. And they're the last two remaining on my mom's side. Okay. And he was my god. He's my godfather. And when Aww. I... I think I mentioned my father died. I got married late. Mm -hmm. I met my husband through my sister. They worked together. Mm. He was never married. I was never married. First mm -hmm. marriage for each. He was 39. I was 39. He was 51. Mm -hmm. 
And my father was in a nursing home at the time and he died in the October before our February wedding. Mm. And so then the dilemma became who's going to walk me down the aisle. Mm. Now my mother didn't walk while she had bad legs by then. And mm. I'm, I'm a little old school. Mm-hmm. A lot of people would have their mother walk them down the aisle. That wasn't really yeah. my thing. And mm-hmm. then it was like, well, my oldest brother's gone. Mm-hmm. The priest, he wouldn't walk me down the aisle anyway. My next oldest brother lives in New Hampshire and I'm not as close to. Mm-hmm. So how do I pick among the three that are here? And is he going to be hurt? Well, then I thought, I'm not picking any of my brothers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask my godfather because that's Aww. supposed to be his job anyway. Yeah, that's beautiful. And he was flattered and I was glad he was able to do it. And so my mm-hmm. uh, my brothers, I don't know, they took up the gifts, they did readings. They they were involved in other ways. Mm-hmm. But I had my godfather walk me down there. Oh, that's a good choice. So I love that story. That was our godparents to our kids are very special. Yeah, mm-hmm. we really take time and think and pray about who to pick, and then we try to keep them as connected as possible and involved and, and in their life. For confirmation, they asked my dad's brothers were confirmation sponsors for my brothers and things. Of course, mm-hmm. by the time you're the youngest. One of your siblings is your sponsor. Right. But my sister was my sponsor yeah. because <laughs> she's old enough. She's old enough now. Right. right. But but it's still the same today. I'm godmother for one of my nephews. Well, one of my nephews and one of my nieces. So I have so I have three brothers you know, and my sister are still mm-hmm. in town. So, okay. so the one brother's deceased, the one brother's in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are still here and we still get together. Mm-hmm. Um, COVID was really put a damper on things, mm-hmm. but um, we had Christmas in July last year at my house. Fun. And uh, we're going to do it again this year. That's and a good idea. Uh, well, we tried to pick names for Christmas, but then we didn't get together for Christmas because right. I had been sick and mm-hmm. people were in different level comfort levels sure. of being together. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this year we'll get together. Yeah. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. But um, So how many nieces and nephews? I have 10. Okay. Plus an angel. Yeah. So we have one who died in labor, but I have mm. 10 nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Actually, this is interesting. My oldest niece, I'm closer in age to my youngest niece mm. or my oldest niece than I am to her father. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Her father's 13 years older than me. Uh-huh. I was 11 when she was born. <laughs> so I have two yeah, nieces. That is kind of cool about big families. It is. And then my husband and I have two four-legged children. Their names are? Scrappy and Peso. I love the names. <laughs> we didn't pick them, but he wouldn't let me change them. So no. no, those Those are great names. names. Don't change them. They're great dogs, and they've just added so much to our lives. But oh, sure. But it was just it was they like I said we didn't have a lot. Yeah, I even say this now working in a nonprofit. You never have everything you want, but you always have everything you need, mm-hmm. and that's what matters. Yeah, but we love. We yeah. knew we were loved. Yeah. We knew we were safe. Mm. And I think, and, and my parents, even though they get mad and yell at each other, we knew they that they loved each other. Sure. And we knew that they loved us. And of we course. knew we had a stable, safe home. Mm. Perfect. So that's I, a great I ending could, too. Goodness for anything. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, Bernadette, you're the best. Oh. Thanks so much for coming on over. Oh, my pleasure. And being in live and in my studio here. Oh, well, <laughs> uh, well, how can people find out about your radio station? Tell us what? all about what you do. Oh. Radio star you. Oh, I'm not. So, <laughs> so uh, it's am1260therock.com. There's mm-hmm. everything there. We are 24 seven 
EWTN affiliate. Mm-hmm. We reach about 2 million souls. That's if they all turned us on. In Northeast Ohio, we are, we went on the air in May of 2015. Mm-hmm. I was blessed to be chosen as the first full-time executive director in December of 2016. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just living the dream. And I think my just my late brother, the priest, probably has something to do with me. Oh, yeah. This job. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope I'm doing him proud, but... Wow. But yeah, the radio station AM twelve sixty the rec.com. Tune in, listen, it'll change your life. Yeah. There's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you for the work you do. I know well, you reach you a lot so of people much. and it's a blessing. And thanks for being my friend and Amen. staying in touch Jack with me, Asha, even though sister. I I always said I kinda went away for a while, had the twins and didn't leave the you house. Were busy. And you had your hands full. Lots so. of babies. Oh, it's and all good. Now I'm like getting back out to connecting with best friends. Best thing about friendship. Yeah. And the friendships that I find even in my life, because there's a there's two girls I went to kindergarten with, I'm still friends with. Mm. The best thing about it is we could go months yeah. not talking. Yeah. But we could pick up the phone like it was yesterday and we mm-hmm. just pick up where we left off. And I feel that way about you. So. Oh, isn't that true? You're the best. So thanks, Bernadette. Thank you so much, Lauren. All right, friends. Well, thanks for listening. Uh, what a fun family you have. So wonderful. So we will be back with another interview next week.